1: What's
2: going on guys it's your boy Anthony back with another edition of the fourth man coming to you solo on this episode and we got a good one for you uh, kind of filling you in on a couple of things that have happened with some recent big three players uh, unfortunately both good and bad as of today on Thursday October 7th got a little bit of news that was pretty shocking on, on a few players but also just want to state a couple of things that have happened to some of our players Um in a positive manner. So, going to get into that. And then on the back end of this, we are going to talk to Power's Darnell Jackson. So, pretty excited about that. Hear his journey from being a champion in NCAA and the NCAA realm uh, with Kansas, and all the way to you know this past summer playing with Power in his rookie year of the Big Three. So, super stoked for that. But Let's just jump into, you know, some of the topics that have happened since the summer has ended. Let's start with the shortest news. It's going to be interesting for one team this summer in Taiwan, the Tai Chung Suns, who I think like a month ago signed Alonzo G, who played for Biblack sparingly and the games that he was able to play. They kind of had a, a whirlwind of players come in and out, but Alonzo G signed with them. And then recently, as of today, found out that Dante Green also signed with them. So they're going to have a member of power and a member of Killer3's team up and play in Taiwan, which is going to be a scary, scary team, adding those two bucket getters. We saw the type of year, obviously, Dante had to try to lead Killer3's back to the playoffs after a slow start. And then Alonzo G, they kind of had a a weird – Weird start. I don't want to say it was necessarily slow, but bivouac I felt like what we thought was going to be a team that really meshed well together, didn't necessarily mesh well skill set-wise. And then once they had some more moving parts and some injuries occurred to their captains, saw Alonzo G take more on more of the scoring responsibility and looked really good in the process of doing that. So best of luck to those guys, safe travels to those guys in Taiwan. That's going to be a scary team and Good luck to anybody who's going to have to go against that team. I'm sure they have a bunch of other talented guys on that team as well. Also want to highlight Isaiah Austin, who about a couple of weeks ago just announced that I think it was on Sham's podcast that he's actually retiring from pro basketball and he just got a front office role with the NBA in a fellowship position that he just recently started and mentioned on his Instagram Um, in that interview, you know, he did mention that in that interview, he did mention that the doctor gave him five years after he was cleared to play following his diagnosis of Marfan syndrome. And Hey, it was year five. I think he played in Central America right after the big three season ended. And, you know, I think he was okay with the idea of playing for five years and then, calling it quits, moving on to the next part of his journey. So, I mean, overall, just what a what a story of adversity and perseverance for a guy who was going to be a lottery pick and then looked like he was never going to play again. And then to come back uh, after being cleared, hearing all that, you know, medically banned from the NBA and, and just getting a chance to play overseas, travel the world, playing the big three, being the number one overall pick, really dope experience uh, to compensate for – You know, what almost was the end of basketball earlier than he expected. And I think that's really cool that Isaiah Austin gets to continue life, you know, off the court, still around the basketball realm, which seems like he's very passionate about. He's willing to work from the bottom to get to a prominent NBA front office role. And that's going to be really cool. So best of luck to him. You know, congrats on a really great career, not only at the professional rank, but from a college standpoint, wish we could have saw more games of you in the big three playing with enemies. I felt like that was cut. A little bit shorter than a lot of people hope for, but you know what? A, what a season uh, individually for you, you know, just to kind of show the world on another platform that this type of game you have, this is how dangerous you are as a seven-footer with handles, with shot creation, shot creating abilities, um, can shoot from the outside, and just really dope to really dope to see you, you know, actually play in the big three. And as a, as the league continues to grow, we'll always remember you know, you're one year playing in the big three year, your, your rookie year in the big three. So congrats to you, Isaiah, uh, best of luck to you moving forward. Before we get into uh, Darnell's interview, the last bit of news here that came out today it came out actually that 18 former NBA players were arrested and charged for defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan. Some of those employers included guys that have played in the big three, both, presently and in the past. Uh, big Baby, Will Bynum, Jamario Moon, Allen Anderson, Shannon Brown, Tony Roden, Reuben Patterson were the seven guys listed on the 18 total former NBA players. There was actually 19 people, I believe, but 18 of them were former NBA players. Uh, you know, I don't know the full details. I don't look into this too deeply, but I, I do know that from what I 've read, they submitted false and fraudulent claims to get medical and dental expenses reimbursed. Uh, there was one video of of someone talking at a press conference and said that some of the guys actually said that they had a root canal on the same teeth, like multiple teeth uh, on the same day uh, for the same price or something like that. Everything just aligned a little too well. you know it's kind of like cheating on a test like you don't want to you don 't want to copy answer for answer or it just looks a little too obvious when you know when you're sitting right next to that person in class and that looks like it's what happened Look, I don't know we only know one side of the story right um I think if we were learned anything by 2021 that the narrative that the media has can be strong and can also be overdrawn out uh you know it's only one side of the story and I think sometimes that we kind of jump into things and 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 make our own speculations uh, based on what you know what the news says but i think it's important too to hear the other side of the player's story you know they haven't been actually found guilty so i don't want to you know necessarily accuse these guys of any wrongdoing right off the bat i think that's something i try to be open-minded about is that hey there's two sides of the story um but the reason i do bring it up uh, outside of there being a little bit of big through relevance there is that i've read a lot of instagram posts where people in the comments uh, you know, multiple people in the comments will say a lot of those guys are big three players, or half of them played in the big three. You know, Ice Cube can get your can get your boys, and I'm just here to remind you that you know that happened during their NBA career. One, so it's funny that you're trying to it's like, you know some of these guys are trying to specify that oh it's you know half of them are big three guys. Well, they're all NBA guys, and apparently that's just <laughs> being overlooked uh, by some people for whatever reason. Two, you know, I the I think the thing that bothers me being a big three advocate about it, um, and maybe I'm just being sensitive to it or, or or naive or whatever, but, you know, tying the big three name alongside these players and ultimately I feel like some people phrase it or are perceiving it as like it's a bad look for the big three because they're adding all these, you know, uh, uh, guys with bad, bad morals to the, to the league. And, you know, again, th- this happened during their NBA careers. I don't think this has anything to do with the big three, obviously probably the big three guys or big three personnel and higher authority. Didn't, didn't even know about what any of this is going on. You know, I think that we need to, for people who are looking at, at it as like half of them are big three players. I think we need to separate the two entities of big three of the league and, and the player, you know, whose morals and values, Kind of, you know, weren't weren't great at this time. You know, honestly, they they it's, it's lying, it's it's fraudulent, uh, obviously against the law. And I think we need to separate those two entities and not look at it like, a, oh, the big three signing these guys that are uh, not high characteristic guys. Uh, I don't know, shady guys. I, I don't I don't really know how to like necessarily characterize them or you know what I would say, but I think we need to kind of separate these two entities because, again, um, this should have no impact on how you look at the league. I think the league has been a great play platform for a lot of players, uh, coaches, personnel, uh, giving a lot of people opportunity to relive the glory days or just uh, another opportunity to potentially uh, you know, make their mark on a professional standpoint, whether it's NBA overseas, stay in shape for, for those leagues or whatever the case might be. So. Yeah, you know, not really like, I'm, maybe I'm just taking this a little bit more personally, again, because I'm so passionate about the league. And I'm, I mean, obviously, one of the few to do a podcast, if if not the only to do a podcast. So I I look at the league, um, at least a lot of the players in the league within high regard. And, you know, I think it's just one of those things where some of these guys were, uh, they made the wrong choice at the wrong time. And again, we don't know the other side of the story. And came back to bottom in the bottom in the ass a little bit. So, you know, I'm just here to remind people that like, don't necessarily need to tie those two two things together as like, Oh, they're big three players. You know, this happened when they were in the NBA. Um, The big three did nothing but give them an opportunity to play again um, at a high level on a, on a big platform. Um, And I don't think this should have any, 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 you know, standing or you should perceive the big three in any and wrong, wrong light just because of what these guys did on their own personal standpoints. So that's all I wanted to mention about that, really. Um, you know, we'll see what happens within the coming days, weeks, months with those players. Uh, you know, don't really know much more than the high level overview of what people have been saying across social media and across news outlets. So uh, I'll update you guys if I hear any, anything else uh, that pertains to, you know, maybe those seven, eight individuals. Um, but that's really going to do. It. That's really the updates that we've had. I know that we've kind of gone to a more month-to-month basis from a podcast standpoint and really doing that just because we have a long off season, like I mentioned before, but also too, I thought something fun to do rather than just update you guys with 15 minutes of news and then just going through a long list of all the guys that have played or, are playing, you know, as of this past summer, I thought it'd be fun to, you know, talk to some of these guys that we don't necessarily get to talk to throughout the, the season or know enough about throughout the season. And that's exactly what we're doing on today's episode. So appreciate everyone who's tuning in. Remember to, you know, fi- you can find the show on your preferred podcast platform. That's Apple, Spotify, you know, whatever, whatever you prefer, really. Um, you can find the show on youtube.com slash pod on our channel. Um, if you want to watch the audio version, and then we always appreciate Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel for giving us a platform every Saturday to talk Big Three, talk to some of these players. And now here's our interview with co-captain of Ghost Bowers, Chris Johnson. All right, guys, it's been a minute since we've recorded an episode. We have a long Big Three off season, so trying to scatter these out throughout the offseason, but we're excited to be back today. And today we welcome on... NBA NBA vet, former number two overall pick in the 2019 Big Three draft, and co-captain of those Ballers, Chris Johnson. Appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know I've been pretty, pretty persistent in asking <laughs> you to come on, but I know you're a busy man. You got a lot going on and on and off the court. So glad we could find a time. Appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you having me. man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> of course. So just wrapped up your second season in the Big Three, first year as a co-captain. Really just want to start here. You know, what do you do during the long offseason? I know a lot of guys play overseas or trying to get other, you know, opportunities playing uh, back in the NBA or the G League mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. So kind of what's been going on uh, in the early stages of the big three offseason?
1: Um, you know, you, I have a little bit of rest time after, mm-hmm. after the season, but I'm still active. So, you know, pretty much just play that waiting game and it's a bit stressful uh, just trying <laughs> to figure out, the stability or where you're going to go and, you know, it's stressful on, on the family a little bit and things like that. But other than that, just I'm still active and ready to go, to be honest. I just play however long the season is or if I go to one season and then go to another one, it just depends.
2: Yeah, I was – I think I saw a few
1: guys saying that it was a
2: little bit harder to get a job overseas this year. I don't know if that's due to just some of the things going on in the world or – Mm-hmm. Just a lot of good players out there. Is, do you feel like that's the case right
1: now? Uh, it's, Actually, there's a lot of things. It's COVID. It's... um, I mean, Money is just dry yeah, uh, a little bit. And also, it's a lot of guys who don't really know or understand their worth, and they're just going over there for whatever amount. Mm. It's kind of... You know, it kind of hurts the market. Like, just, you know, just normal life stuff. Like, it's just... You know, right, don't shoot yeah. it up <laughs> for sure. I'm sure that's a lot of like
2: the young guys, you know, yeah. playing professionally for the first time. They're just like, "Oh, a job? Yeah, let's get it." And then they're like, yeah. "I don't know it, how it, much it, you guys make over there, but I can only imagine they're lowballing them." Like,
1: yeah, and, and also understand guys.
2: like you you have to start from somewhere as well. You know what I'm
1: saying? True. So true. That that plays a part.
2: Well, you just wrapped up a, a pretty good campaign yourself, um, but I always want to start here because I like to find out how guys find out about the league. I know there's a lot of ties. Before you guys actually joined the big three, you joined in year three back in 2019. I uh, went to the combine, had an excellent combine. But how did you find out about the league initially?
1: I uh, actually just watching it. I just stumbled across it the first season uh, when AI and Jay will like two of one of, like two of my favorite players to uh, watch when they when they were active. And like it was just fun. Like they were just talking trash, and you know what I'm saying. Like it was just. It's just like when you grew up playing. It was just, it just looked fun, and then uh, I saw like it. It was former NBA players, and then it started opening up to certain ages. And if you're still active, you can still play and all that thing. And and the opportunity just presented itself, and everybody started doing the splash alerts and you know with Gil and all these things. And I just threw my hat in there and and at that time I was in Dubai playing. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to the, to the combine. And some lucky way it all happened, like the season ended like a day earlier. And I got to the combine like fresh off of the plane from Dubai to like the night before. Uh, so I had like maybe eight hours to prepare for it. <laughs> I just kind of like just did my thing and it happened to be the second pick wild you say that because
2: you know before covid and everything there were some changes or you know going into this season season, there were some changes with the big three organization as a whole kind of with the the year off and but i remember talking to one of the guys that used to work there for the big three and we were trying to get some insight you know we're like who's doing really well at the combine whatnot they're like they're like man chris johnson's really balling uh (laughs) he will say the best player out there right now and so it's pretty crazy to hear that i mean you essentially had eight hours to get ready for this thing, you went yeah. out there and just did your thing. But you're probably also in like game shape too, you know, coming straight yeah.
1: off, yeah. coming straight off shape. a season. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it didn't hurt to have Steve Blake as my point guard, so he was definitely dishing it and right. it way easier. So that's right. So shout to pretty, Blake for that one. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still pretty shocked. He did, he never ended up getting drafted, especially with the uh, the rosters being with six people. So that's pretty crazy to hear about. Yeah, me um, too. So you go number two overall, you go to two, you're the first ever pick of triplets, um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy to think about now. Uh, They're kind of a household staple and everything. Uh, You know, you got to play with triplets kind of sparingly Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, And early on, I felt like, you know, it's a Joe Johnson show. He's a two time MVP. We understand Mm -hmm. what he brings to the table and not. You're you're doing your part contributing. But what was it like playing with triplets, uh, playing alongside Joe Johnson and just being coached by uh, Lisa Leslie there?
1: Man, uh, Lisa's preparation to what, to my understanding, her and Nancy, like they're second to none with mm-hmm. preparation. So, like with Lisa, it was it was mind-boggling, but it was, it was refreshing at the same time because we had, you know, like we had, she had scouting reports on teams. So, like we had thirty minutes to get so much within that thirty minutes practice and we got it done and like it it showed and it doesn't hurt to have Joe <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like it's over preparation which helps and then you have a scoring machine like Joe like it's it's that's kind of hard to beat and also with playing with Joe is uh like it was just cool like to be able to just see how he picks his spots and he's perfect at that like certain. He knows the the shot in the clock he knows where he can get a shot off. he can get a shot off anywhere he can get, he can get in the post he's crazy strong. you know what I mean like it's just mm-hmm. it was just fascinating to watch and and like just understanding and this is what kid i feel like kids need to understand like everybody has a role like everybody's not gonna be the main guy, so like you have right. to. Understand what your role is and be the best person on that team in your role. Mm-hmm. And like that's how it works. So like there'll be times where I, I didn't play as much, and Lisa would contact me, like, hey, like just hang in there. I'm like Lisa, we're undefeated right now. Like
0: <laughs> no what, I, you know what I'm saying? We're undefeated.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm cool. No, like you don't have to keep calling me. I'm I'm absolutely fine. And like what I'm gonna be like, hey, hey Joe, pass me the ball. Like, no, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he'll yeah find you know you. what I'm saying? Like, I'm uh, no, Joe, you go to work, I'll figure out whatever. Like, I don't need the ball like that. Like, I can, I can maneuver around and help in different areas. But, like, it was like, – it actually was a, a great experience. Man, that's cool, yeah,
2: because, you know, he's also been in the league forever. So, just to be able to sure. learn, I'm sure, and pick his brain uh, yeah. is super dope. And I got to ask this because I felt – I think I remember seeing that Genero. So, Janeiro, I don't know if you know Janeiro Parker was a part of a trilogy team that won it all the first year. I think he was part of it, like, very sparingly. But mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing, like, he didn't end up getting a ring. So I got to ask, did you end up getting a ring playing with triplets? Because you helped them to, like, a what, 3 no 4-0 start, 4-1 and start? Yeah, no, I didn't get it. Man, get I think that's something, like, I, you know, I know we're in the early stages of the league, but, like, I think that's yeah. something we need to look into and, you know, maybe retroactively bring up some of these yeah. rings. Because I feel yeah, like, okay. that's, you know, you help your team get to a certain point and then obviously, we'll you know, we'll talk about the trade in a second. But I feel like that is a little undervalued. Um, I think mm-hmm. you see it in other leagues where guys get traded and they still get, you know, kind of the, – they're still giving their their props for what they brought in the early part mm-hmm. and helped them get to where they are. So maybe that's something that they talk about in the future.
1: Yeah, it's yeah.
2: – It is you know, what it is. But
1: yeah, yeah, it is what yeah. it is. At the end of the day, man, it's just, just – being happy, man. For sure. <laughs> like I'm – I'm blessed to to be able to play this game still and play at a high level. So, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I feel I feel that, and also, you
2: know, so you're traded to Ghost Ballers midway through mm-hmm. the season, which is kind of a an interesting thing in the Big Three because it's not like you really go to like a different city and you still see the same, your <laughs> teammates or your ex teammates yeah. like the the next week or whatever. But you're traded to Ghost Ballers, almost kind of a better situation because. I think personally um, I don't think you know from the outside looking in I and mean, a lot of people that don't know you before or didn't see your game, like you really got to see you open up your bag like have more opportunities because you're not playing mm-hmm. alongside Joe anymore, so what was it like when I guess you get the call or did they just tell you when you show up the next week and yeah, actually you know, I just
1: got a actually I got a call from Lisa telling me like keep uh telling me what was going on um and then, like, the next day, I got a call, like, one of the coolest voicemails from Iceman. Oh, shoot. I, like, I couldn't like, I actually send it to, like, uh, send a message to, like, my, my uncle and my cousin, who were, like, fans. Mm-hmm. Of him. I'm just like, yo, I just got a, one of the coolest voicemails I could ever get from George Gerber. And he's, like, just so smooth, like, with the whole message. And it's just like. Like yeah, that's that's a different experience. So it was cool. But yeah. yeah, he was telling me like he was excited, and also at that time, I think Bibby was guarding the fives. They didn't they didn't have a they didn't have a big man. Yeah, they didn't. They were playing super small. Yeah, because like uh, I think like Boozer got traded or he was out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like Bibby was out there banging like Will McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely another opportunity to where I can help and just show show what I can do."
2: Yeah, for sure. And that was a that was an interesting. I think both the teams are uh, both the Ghost Dollar teams have been pretty similar, but interesting because you know you get to join uh, not only Bibby but you get to join uh, Ricky and Mike, mm-hmm. um, and really uh, you know a good squad. I just think like maybe if you would have joined early on in the season, you guys have really yeah. going have made a, a good run. But you know. What were some of the things that – I know you said uh, Iceman was super excited to have mm. you, but did he kind of tell you about what your role would be or, or how it would maybe change a little bit? And what was it kind of like that first year, just kind of getting acquainted with the Baller guys and playing along Bibby, for what ended up being his last big three season
1: mm. as a player um, at least? Yeah. It was, it was more like, hey, big fella, like you go out there and do do your thing. Like you're going to have more freedom over here, like – you know, with, with, like, Mike and his energy, like, I just, also, you also have to figure out, like, what they like to do Yeah, within the game, mm-hmm. and I mean, everything's a process. Everything's a process of, of of learning, um, and it's just a different role. Like, I might take more shots, more freedom to handle the ball or make plays uh, and things like that, but, yeah, they just told me, like, just go play my game, and uh, I just had, like, a the ultimate freedom to just hoop. Yeah. (laughs) super dope. And, like,
2: how – you know, did you feel like you had, like, instant – I shouldn't say instant because that's pretty unrealistic. But did you feel like you had some uh, pretty quick chemistry? I mean, with the guys on the court, maybe even off the court, just, like, kind of getting to know those guys a little bit better?
1: Yeah. And it all started with, like, Mike being excited to throw me alleys and things like that. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, when – the guards get like that big that they can jump a little bit. And it's like, oh yeah, this is yeah. this is about to be fun. And it just started from there. And Ricky's cool. Um you just got Iceman telling stories about when he played and you know what I mean? Like it's just it's, it was just just fun, man. Like the big three is just just fun. You can just just chill and relax and, and just do what you love to do. Yeah. Man, that's cool.
2: So the <laughs> uh, following season, you know, year Kind of in flux a little bit because,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, as most of us know in the big three community, you win it all, you, you run the team back. You're second place. You can choose to run the team back or you can switch things up. But everybody else goes back into the draft pool if you're not a captain mm-hmm. or co-captain. Um, turns out that you get the call to be a co-captain alongside <laughs> uh, Mike. And then, you know, Ricky's promoted to captain and everything. Got to be got to be cool to know that. Not only your peers, but also your your teammates that you've gotten to know. uh, You know, not even just considered, but really wanted you to be the co captain and wanted Mm -hmm. to put you in that role and make sure you were back. Uh, You know, how did how did that conversation go? About Um, was Mike the first one to tell you, or Ricky, and and you know, I'm sure you're amped about it. Uh,
1: Because when COVID hit, like we didn't really know. It was all pretty much true. So when I got the call or the text message from. from Iceman to he was like, We want you to be co captain. How you feel about that? It's like, Hell yeah. Yeah. You want to turn it down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And, uh, and like, I was just telling him to keep me updated on what he's hearing because at that time I was in Japan. Um, and it was kind of like up in the air and uh, Cube, Cube and everybody was having like these these calls and just trying to figure out how to make things safe for the players, but also if they wanted to do it or not and things like mm-hmm. that. And it kind of like fell through. And then, um, and then like we got that message it was like, Q was like, fans or no fans, were doing this. And I was like, I just had to make sure I was still in the co-captain talk and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it didn't really change from there, but like it was everything, you know, just uncertainty. For like, sure. You know, and everything's just up in the air. But yeah, it was pretty much like simple text or call from from okay. uh, Ice
2: Yeah, I forgot you got the call pretty early. I mean, you essentially mm-hmm. were sitting on that co captain spot for a year, man. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, I'll I'll be in one of these days. Like, they will exactly. officially announce that I'm a co captain. That's cool. And you got to run it back to the guys and like really like test this what was like once an experience or experiment, I should say, and mm-hmm. and see if that you know uh it was it was more than that you know if it was like a really successful and this past season I, I feel like it was like you guys yeah. you guys did things a little bit differently than I, I think a lot of other teams did in the sense of like, you're like okay we're gonna run the same team back we're gonna draft guys that have played in the big three before and I think we saw a lot of early success from that yeah. throughout the first five games and uh something we talk about on the show a lot is that like big three experience I feel like matters a lot more than a, a lot of uh people realize but yeah. Um, you know, overall, how do you feel about the season? I mean, I know that once Mike went down, some things changed. You had some bodies in and out of the lineup and everything. But how do you feel after your your second year in the league? Um, man, we I started off
1: We started off hot. You guys were going crazy. Yeah. Um, And it was just fun. But, I mean, it's just like everything – like I said earlier, it's like everything's a process. So, like, once Mike kind of went down – um, I think everybody kind of got in our ear, like, you know what I mean? It was like, well, Mike's not there, so it was pretty much done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, but, I mean, sometimes it has to be, like, next man up to kind of keep the ball rolling, if you will, like um, – I just think uh, like it like Mike like his energy is just unmatched, bro. Like it was kind of hard to, you know what I mean? Like even off the court too, like it's pretty yeah, so pretty it's pretty like, just crazy, dude. Yeah. So like me as a parent, so like if I like my daughter is like the loudest one of the twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like if I feel like you know what I'm saying, like if she's not there, you know this is something different there. Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? It's, that's, it's a good, like that's a good uh,
2: way to explain it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it was just different. Um, Do you feel
2: like uh, not having that extra extra man on the roster mm-hmm. was, like, hurt a little bit? Because I know it mm-hmm. from five, six to five, and I know only three mm-hmm. guys play on the court, but you feel yeah. like that, that played a role in anything?
1: Um, I'm not sure. Like, it, Hard to say. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Because, you know, like, Mike brought so much. It was, like, defense, defensive side, of the, like, two-way side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, and also stuff just happens. like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it just happens. It's, you know, it's part of sports.
2: Yeah. That last game you went crazy, though, against uh, three-headed yeah. monsters. Like, I think the, you had to win by, like, 18 in that game or something. Yeah. And you were yeah. like – you're like, all right, let's just let's just yeah. go for like the record or something. We're gonna make this so we, happen. Yeah,
1: we heard so many other things, like somebody had to win, and we had to win by 20 or more. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna go out here and just leave it all out there and just yeah. live with it. You know what I mean? Like it, some sometimes we just overthink things, and and it's just it's just as simple as just going out there and playing like it's the last time you're gonna play. Yeah. So what's you know what crazy I
2: mean? is uh my co-host and I, we were talking, like, because we were watching the highlights you were posting on your story when you were in New mm-hmm. Zealand um, and just yeah. overseas in general. Cause I know you had like three different stops or something like that. This before the season two. started. Yeah, it was two. Yeah. Okay. Two. And yeah. we were like, man, we didn't realize that Chris had the bag like that. Like, yeah. like, I, no, like no, like no offense or anything. Like, yeah. again, like this is just us trying to learn players that we don't get to hear about enough, which is why I think the league is so great. But didn't realize you had the bad like but you were going crazy in New Zealand. Was it hard for you to, like, leave, like, middle of the season, like, when you're, like, an MVP tops and stuff and come to the league? Because I'm sure while you're excited to, you know, be the co-captain of Ghost Ghostballers and get this new league, this new year started, mm-hmm. like, you're over, you're over there doing your thing, like, really showcasing uh, yeah. just what kind of player you are and what you can really bring to the table.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like, New Zealand was really the the best experience I had, internationally over my 11 Same years of playing. Wow. Like, and that's, you know, that's where my wife's from. Uh, oh, cool. And, and it was, like, within the city where she was born. So, like, it was. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a comfort. Like, it just made sense. Um, But, like, to. For, like, Aaron. So, the coach uh, is Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. Aaron. Uh, Cause he saw something within me when I was practicing with the breakers and he was like, Hey, I know it's not what you're thinking, but we want you to come play for us. Like, if it makes sense, then we just go from there. You know, he just put the ball in my hand to, you know, just to be successful. And, but he also knows like what kind of guy I am. And we had a super young team. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had like a, we had like a 16, 17, 18 year old, on our squad, you know what I'm saying? And, that's wild. And everybody looks at it, like, like, how do you do that? Like, how are you doing that and not going crazy? And like, dude, you just have to remember like how you were at that age and understand like it's, it's growth within this thing. Mm-hmm. And also like trying to get within your bag, but also making sure like you're, you're helping these guys as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Aaron understood like what I brought to the table that I was a good guy and I was going to help anywhere I could to help those guys and also win games. So like that whole thing was like a process of we had one import who was there for like three games. Uh, he ended up leaving to go to Australia. Great player. Um, great player. Like he, you know, he had like a business or whatever and he, he had to leave. Um, Jeremy uh, JK, they call him. Uh, and I can't remember his name. Once you got that nickname, no, like yeah, but like no, J no Jk is he's a real deal, bro. Like a uh, a guard from Indiana. Like he was just getting loose, bro. Like I he was just he was winning games, like game winning block shot blocks and all this other thing. Like it was crazy, and and like once again, it was like well, Jk left, y'all pretty much done. They didn't expect anything from us. And then it kind of, like, gets to the point to where are you going to accept that or are you going to get up and do something about it? Right. And, yeah. and that's what it was. like. It, and It was just a process of grinding and understanding, like, um, it's more guys that were coming in and we adding pieces to this thing. Mm-hmm. And then the ball started rolling and we started stringing some wins together and ended up making the final four. And like, uh, I think I played, like, the last – game of the, of the regular season and then the big three was going to happen like within two weeks and I was like I was fighting it like I was, I wanted to stay so bad because like it was the, the process of it and yeah. me loving New Zealand like it was it's just a great place to be and it was a great place for my, my wife and my, my kids and them be able to see family like do the whole COVID thing and yeah, you know what I mean the whole thing and I was just fighting it like you know and but yeah. Also, understand, like, I I made a commitment to the victory, to you know what I mean. Like, I I didn't want to let anybody down, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's tough for um, sure, yeah. But that's cool,
2: man. I mean, like, to see that process, like, that's that's how it goes. So, I'm sure that's how you were looking at it. When Mike went down, you're like, things can still work in our favor, we just gotta figure it out. But, and that's why I feel like, too, what I I really wish they did in the league. So, like, the first year they had like reserves that they had on hand, so kind of like triplets Mm -hmm. had Teddy. That's a reserve. Yeah. Anytime anybody went down, like everybody had their own reserve. So maybe that's something they look into in the future too. That way it's not like who's going to play this week, you know, like yeah. and I know it's like an adjustment period, COVID's going on or whatever. So yeah. no, no faults, but I do think that could be beneficial and might've been beneficial mm-hmm. when you guys were what, like four and two and then, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out that you weren't going to play with Mike, who's going to be the next guy and you're practicing with them, getting dinner with them, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Just one man's opinion here. Uh, despite all that, I was so I was there a week to a Vegas and got a little bit of the Ghost Ballers experience um, being around Mike and, and Jordan and everything. But the I think Jordan got more of the experience that he was telling me, like, you know, just the culture and the, the energy and the the good times you guys bring, you know, whenever you guys see each other every weekend. So it seemed like a pretty fun team from the outside looking in. Yeah like, it was sure. seemed like one of, one of the most fun teams, and you just guys just you just go out there and leave it on the floor, but you have a good time doing it. And you, you yeah. saw that very early on the season when I felt like maybe Ghost Ballers was a little bit doubted uh, mm-hmm. what you guys were going to do, and a lot of proved a lot of skeptics wrong. All that being said, any fun memories from this past summer that like
1: really stand out? Um. Yeah, a couple of them. Like, but like the the one that's fun to me and means the most to me is my kids being there. Hmm. Like it's different. Yeah. For them, like they might they may not ever remember this, but like for memories, like for them to even in New Zealand, like just having them at the game and when lose or draw, like you just know. Yeah, that's a good feeling. You know what I'm saying? saying. Like it's yeah, yeah. I, I it's mean a I don't have kids but like I like imagine. Yeah, like, that is giving me chills right now, like, to just uh, just know that daddy's coming to play with him, like, you know what I'm saying, like, after, and mm-hmm. just having him there for, like, support, man, like, that's just cool, and, you know, it's not just us, but, like, sometimes we share locker rooms with other teams, and, like, for I sure. hear stories from from Gilbert Arenas, <laughs> like, man, he has, like, I, I love listening to stories, like, to just just laugh, like it's just fun, like to just – everybody has a story. Everybody's unique in a way and, you know, like just sometimes picking people's brain at, at the same yeah. time, but like it's – man, just just talking to different people and, you know, just getting to know who they really are. Like that's the fun part of it.
2: Yeah. Speaking of Gilbert, I was going to say that game <laughs> where you guys played the enemies where that I was yeah. at week two – Probably one of the most fun games. I mean, from yeah. the Ghostbusters that I saw, because I know it's kind of like the the Craig Smith revenge game, and you guys were all kind of a, you know backing him up, like we're gonna get this done yeah. for you. Sure. <laughs> that that was pretty Post fun. He, to would, me. he
1: would make posts too, like like Ghost Dad. And all <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> he was going crazy yeah.
2: that week, and then yeah. he gets the you know like the I feel like the momentum swing, bring the fire, like yeah. insane. Yeah. Change the whole thing. yeah. Well, <laughs> What, what was that like? I mean, like just like going into, going into the game, and then like coming out of the game with the W. Like, I mean, just what was the energy like for that? Yeah,
1: week? yeah, that was that was crazy because it was kind of like everybody's excited because me and Isaiah are like pretty similar with like being able to handle the ball yeah. and plays and mm-hmm. being athletic and, and things like that. So it was kind of like. Like go at him, he goes at me. Like you know what I mean. Like it was, it was just like a, a great competitive energy that between both teams. Now, like you said, like the the fireball, like that changed the entire game. That changed the entire game because like it started with uh, who who's guarding? Uh, Elijah Elijah Stewart. Elijah Stewart. Mm-hmm. So like they. I don't think Gilbert wanted to do the fireball, and I guess he asked Stewart if like if he's gonna get to stop if I if I did it. He's like, hell yeah, let me get to stop. <laughs> like just thinking, like Craig's a slouch or something. Like you know what I mean? Like, right. like Craig and Craig and go. Like I was yeah. with him in Portland. Like Craig and go, mm-hmm. and he hit him with like that little the little jab. Man, that was kind of it was kind of over after that. Like it 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 just flattened him. So like that whole energy like just changed everything and I, I think that's how we sh- also strung like two more together mm-hmm. like just going off that and mm-hmm. like yeah that that the energy of that game was pretty cool.
2: Yeah I felt like too like it was it wasn't like it just meant a lot to Craig because mm-hmm. you know like it meant a lot to all you guys because like after yeah. that, it happens, like Mike and Ricky running over there like just <laughs> they're just like hyped up for him but man <laughs> fun, fun squad fun, fun memories um, yeah. and I kind of want to talk about your teammates a little bit. So I strung this together last minute because I felt like you probably had a few change in like a few change of teammates throughout the year, just for different reasons mm-hmm. or injuries or whatever, all together probably had like six other teammates, probably like seven of you guys that played for ghost ballers this year. So I thought this would be like just kind of a fun little activity, but it's going to be like the most likely, most likely to blank. So, mm-hmm. and just based off your teammates. So, uh just want to start here so like most likely since you guys played in vegas a lot most likely to win big in vegas uh, like from a gambling perspective just like hit hit the jackpot on the slots
1: probably ice man <laughs> <laughs> so calm you know yeah. what i mean uh-huh. uh yeah, yeah, I would say Ice Man. <laughs> Man, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, just
2: just things come to him naturally. That makes yeah, sense. Sure. Okay. Most likely to go up in like a in normal times, like a bar, crazy night, and just do some karaoke. Probably Mike. Probably Mike. <laughs> Probably Mike. Not like that was a shoe in, but I, I yeah. you know, I don't know if someone's got like a crazy, like you know. Crazy energy in their back pocket, or crazy hitch and,
1: and then he's going to throw in a ghost in there. <laughs> and then after, he, after he's done, for sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. Um, last
2: one. Most likely to play in squid games for the money. Like craziest one to do that. Uh. <laughs> you can name yourself too, but.
1: No, nah, I don't think I'm crazy <laughs> enough. Okay. Nah. Uh,
2: Give you the window opportunity there.
1: Yeah, I might have to – maybe Rhino. Mm. a mm, little bit of a sleeper answer. Maybe Rhino, yeah. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say Mike again, or Ricky. I feel like Ricky might – but mm. Rhino. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rhino now. Okay, okay. <laughs> He'd win it too, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> He'd win it, too. Yeah.
2: That part where they're, like, uh, spoiler alert here for anyone listening that has not seen it, but, like, that part where they're, like, fighting each other off and, like, it's dark and uh, – have you seen it? I don't know if I. Yeah. I've okay. Seen it. Yeah. So the part where they're, like, fighting and it's, like, dark and they're, like, using bunk beds for – The flashing uh, lights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be avoiding uh, Rhino for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for <laughs> Man, sure. Man, that'd, that'd be cool. Okay, cool. Um get to know your teammates a little bit better. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the awards because what I think is cool in the big three is that y- you guys as players get to make the call on who wins what awards. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I felt like there was two Defensive Player of the Year candidates on your team within, mm-hmm. with you and Mike. Um, felt like you guys were a little bit snubbed. That's just my personal opinion. Did you feel that mm-hmm. on your end?
1: Yeah, a little bit. A little sure. bit. Okay.
2: Yeah. Understood. Um, because, you know, don't want to be like the, the, the numbers guy or whatever, but if you do mm-hmm. look at it from a numbers standpoint, I mean, you played all eight games, the guy yeah. who wanted Larry Sanders, who had a good season as well, didn't play every game. Uh, mm-hmm. And so kind of understand why, like if, if Larry weren't to win it, like I would understand why, like Mike didn't either, cause he didn't play every game, but mm-hmm. It's weird to see like the numbers, like you, you averaged just over or just close to like one and a half blocks per game, played all eight games. Mike averaged over a steal and a block in the five games he played. And then just looking at, you know, Larry's numbers, who again, you know, played well when he was out there and I think made a real impact on Tri State making it to the Bahamas. Um, but he, you know, he didn't, he he averaged less than one per game. So I was just wondering on your end if you felt like just as a team, like, you know, you, you guys as a team maybe got snubbed a little bit.
1: Yeah, for that only only for like the the games played, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I was there the entire season, but like it's no ill will or anything. It's just for, like yeah. you know what I mean. It's, it's, that's that's why I felt I was snubbed because I felt like previous years it was it was the numbers because mm-hmm. Amari was leading mm-hmm. in blocks mm-hmm. and he got Defensive Player of the Year. So that's how the kind of cards were played before. So like I, that's what I thought. But you also understand that Larry brings like a, a, a presence as well. Um, and maybe that's why everybody everybody else picked him. Like I don't know. But you know, like you just congratulate that that man and just go about your day. Like sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like
2: sometimes too, like when a team's doing really well at the end of the season, get a lot yeah. of hype around it and then yeah. it's like, oh, try state B triplets or the number one seed, you know, like. I thought like maybe if we made impact. the playoffs,
1: it'd probably be a different story for no, sure. No.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think you already kind of answered my question, but like, you know, do you consider availability or games played as like a strong piece of criteria? You know, when you're mm. when you're making your own votes, mm. for like, is that, is that a strong point? Not just in defensive player of the year, but but every category, yeah, yeah, yeah for
1: sure.
2: Because there's you know, there's limited games throughout the season. Um, already yeah. it's, a, it's a short season, so. I agree. Um, just wanted to get exactly. your thoughts around it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, before we wrap it up, any plans during the rest of the big three offseason? I know you're saying you're playing kind of the waiting game, but you know, um,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: any big plans and are you kind of like as a co-captain, are you kind of like scouting throughout the the fall and the spring? Just, you know, seeing like, Hey, who could be interesting to, uh, potentially add to the team
1: next summer? Man, I was... I was scouting a whole bunch of guys last year for, like, just, just putting them in the pool. Um, yeah. I know uh, Kevin Murphy hit me up, and, like, wondering how he could get to the combine. I like, Murphy's been my – he was my teammate uh, twice uh, in the Middle East. Oh, dope. no. No, he's my teammate in Croatia and in the Middle East. And I already know what he brings to the table. I already knew what kind of season he's going to have. Like, he can put the ball in the hole however you want it. You can put the ball in the basket, um, and he had the ultimate green light to do so. And mm-hmm, for sure, took off. He took off. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for Murph on that one. Um, it's a lot more guys like Eli Holman, um, uh, my brother Joe Posey, who he was at the combine, shot lights out. Um, it's, yeah, There's a whole lot more guys. I feel they can play uh i felt i felt gladness brought like a present Mikael gladness mhm who also and yeah, he was uh, nice was my teammate in in the uh, g league and having to be like one of my really like best friends um and like seeing him get an opportunity court, man. yeah man he blocks everything he blocks everything <laughs> you and him that's uh yeah that's scary so yeah cool so like yeah i'm I'm still scouting like to see like what um like, what's out there and what can help and what brings mismatches? And, like, that's honestly what it is. Uh, yeah. There's another guy, Sammy Monroe. He is a problem. He's like six, seven, maybe like 230, but he can play from like the one to the four. Mm. 230? Man, he's a big boy. Big dude. Yeah. Big like, dude. Dude. like he, can, he can handle it. He can make plays. He can do whatever. There's a lot of guys I felt like, you know, um can can really help this league as well.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Well man, I appreciate you taking the time. I need no problem. to hear a little bit more about your big three experience and your your season as a ghost baller. I know it didn't end necessarily the way you guys hoped for, but coming back with a vengeance, I'm sure. Uh yeah, you're for have sure. To put up another <laughs> big
1: season. Uh yeah.
2: hope you know hope the off season goes well for you and uh appreciate the time once again.
1: Appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for having me.
2: All right, guys, that was our interview with Chris Johnson. We really appreciate his time coming on. Like I said in the intro, I've been trying to get that man on for a very long time, but he's traveled to the Middle East. He's been in New Zealand, played a whole summer in the Big Three. He's got two kids, so just a lot going on for him. And couldn't be happier that we could get him on following his second year in the Big Three, a really big one for him uh, in a year where I thought he played well on both sides of the ball. Appreciate his time and glad we could have him on. Appreciate everyone also who tuned in, whether you're tuning in on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, whatever kind of podcast platform you would like to listen to podcasts on. If you like visuals better and you're watching on YouTube or you're just a big Dash Radio advocate and nothing but net channel more specifically, really appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you can find the show app. We'll have hopefully more interviews throughout the offseason and then kind of ramp things up. I, I've been saying in the past, early in the 2022 year when the off season's really get going, but thanks to everyone who tuned in and we'll see you guys next time.